what shall we say to this? If God be for us, what can be against us? He who did not spare his son, but gave him unto us, how much more along with him shall he give us all good things? We glorify thee. We exalt and magnify thee. In Jesus' anointed name we are worshipped. Turn to somebody and welcome them in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. What a beautiful day. Put your hands together for the choir. You can take your seat. My angels, let my angels pass first. Pastor. Put your hands for the cherubims. Hallelujah forevermore. Look at them. Look at them. They will lose over these ones. Amen forevermore. In a short time, I'm going to give a uniform to them. They will dress as I saw it in the vision of our Lord. Arrayed in holy majesty. Oh Lord, my King. Are you at home today? <laughs> What is the scripture that we are reading this morning? Look what the Lord has done. Over there. What is your scripture for this morning before you came to church? You are supposed to have read it. Yes? Over there. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall work and never faint. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon the wings like the eagle. They shall run and never faint. They shall work and not weary. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, how to pray. That is the fourth scripture that you have to read today, Luke 11. They said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Do you know something? We have finished reading. In the month of April, Matthew, Mark, by reading three chapters each day. Now we are reading Luke. Today, you are supposed to read Luke 11 to 15. So, if you have missed out, you remember I told you, 
I meet you in the corner, I ask you. You meet me in the market, you ask me. Both of us are police of one another. No be so. Aha. So if you have missed today, make sure you catch up. Do you know the way to catch up? Read the one for today that you have missed. Read the one for tomorrow and your spare time begin to add to it. Let me just talk about this. A student came to me during the week and I was discussing with a student. She's from Cambridge. One of our daughters. And I was telling her how to get first class easy and to get distinction in everything you do. And the principle is from the Bible. Jesus says make the best of your day, the most of your day, isn't it? He says the evil of each day is enough for you. Do not worry about tomorrow, isn't it? How to get distinction is you read daily, little by little. Two hours a day is enough for you. If you study two hours a day, Really, she has an exam to do in two months. She said, I'm late. And I said, you are not late. Take the topic two hours a day. Study. You may read beyond that, no problem. But if you can committedly do your studies two hours a day, there is nothing they give you in class, even PhD, that you need more than that. Two hours times seven is 14 hours. If you dedicate 14 hour studies to PhD, if the PhD was for six years, you will finish it in three years. Hmm? When you have an assignment, the day you receive it, do it. That is to say that you test your knowledge by what you have been given. And if you discover that you cannot do this and that and that just by it, then your next three days study. To answer those questions. And as you study, write it. Do it. And reference where you get your information from. By one week, you know, they give you assignment and they give you four weeks to to submit. But by one week, you have finished it. Okay? Because assignment is supposed to make you read a lot to know the points assigned. And then the rest of your week is addition to your knowledge. I had an assignment given to me last week when I was in Birmingham for my principal and practice and we had to submit it by May and I told the people around me I finished my assignment before we finished the weekend. Hmm? So I kept it because I'm going to India. So what I'm doing now is I'm now reading various authors over the same assignment. Now, reading various authors over the same assignment is now increasing my understanding of the questions. By the time I read six authors within four weeks they gave us, and five weeks they gave us, I will have studied, not read, I will have studied about four or five different authors. By that time, I can put my hands in my back and teach you all the assignment from my head. Are we together now? What you do like that, you will never forget to your death. You will never. When I was a land surveyor, that was about, about, this is 2018, 1975, 
minus 2018. How many years is that? You mathematicians, tell us. 40 over years. But you know that I still remember all my duties of Lansovain. Despite the fact that I've stopped practicing it actively for more than 20 years. I can lecture you on Lansovain right now. Now, is that not the principle of the Bible? Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. And it says, you shall meditate upon it day and night. Then the third instruction, you must be careful to become what you have read. And then you will what? Make your way prosperous. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to go through a drill now, because I'm going to be teaching you today, continue on spell. But before we go into spell, let me say that um, if you are joining us today for the first time, we have the lectures on, we have a, a timetable to read the Bible through. By two months, we read the Old Testament through. By reading three chapters a day, and in some days, five chapters. If you haven't got it, just put your name down there at the reception and your email, and Elder Charles will send it to you immediately, so that we can read the Bible right through. If you do not know the Bible, <clears throat> what I'm about to teach you now will help you understand. Satan have deceived many believers. And the reason why he was able to succeed is because those believers don't know the truth. They don't know the Bible. Now, when I was teaching you through, through the period over the past three weeks, I showed you how the devil, uh, you know, tried to outwit some characters in the Bible and to Jesus himself. The distinction between Jesus and them is Jesus overcame Satan by quoting scriptures. Yes? But others fell because they do not know the scriptures. So, the timetable for Bible reading, take it today. Those of you who have gotten it, start it again. Whenever you meet me on the road, ask me, Apostle, what is the scripture for today? But be ready for me to question you too. <laughs> like we did on Friday, isn't it? Each person told us one verse that's that they learned something from. And we all were blessed, isn't it? Because the way the Holy Ghost communicates the same verse to you is different from to me. And if I know what you're receiving, I know what you're receiving, I add it to my knowledge, and you add what I'm receiving to your knowledge, isn't it? All right, now, let me see. Today we are talking about, um, we are continuing our lecture on spell and curses. The Lord told me, and I share this with you, that spell is different from curse. And we looked at the definition of curse from English dictionary. And the distinction between spell and curse are defined by English dictionary. We all agreed and saw that curse is afflicting somebody with something. And we discover that spell 
is influencing the mind of a person so as to control his action. And this is exactly what God told me. Because the Lord told me a few weeks ago, I was in Nigeria, and the Lord said to me, Son, a Christian cannot be cursed, but why are my people spelled? And the Lord said to me that over 90% of God's people on earth are spelled by the enemy. And that is alarming to me to hear that over 90% of Christians are spelled. Then we began to explore spell and curses. And we found out in the book of Numbers from chapter 22 to 25, which we had looked at, that. No, 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 that's right. We found out that Balaam, Balak, king of Moab, told Balaam to come and curse Israel. Yes? And Balaam came and used all the powers he has. And after doing all the sacrifice he could, when he came to curse, his language changed. Not by his own uh, decision, but by a supernatural power, who is God Almighty. Because Deuteronomy gives us evidence to that. Three times he tried to curse Israel from the top of the mountain, in the valley, in the forest, in the barren height. But he could not, whenever he opens his mouth to curse, in his heart he wants to curse. But when he speaks, he's blessing them. And God told us, clean, clear, that is not a magic. That is a precedence that no one can curse a Christian. If people try in their heart to curse you and they open their mouth, they bless you. I remember the principles we learned from that is that Balaam said, how can I curse he that God has not cursed? How can I denounce he that God has not denounced? I see a people separated who separate themselves from the world. Yes? yes sir. Come on now. Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. But if you look at chapter 25, Balaam called king of Moab and said, and the elders, why don't you spell them? Why don't you spell them? Understand, curse is to afflict somebody. But spell is to control the mind of somebody. And then we saw together how they now sent girls, shrine girls, beautiful, loaded with demons. And these girls came and mingled themselves with the people of Israel. They pretended as if they would serve the God of Israel, like you have many of them today in the church, all over the world. And their job was to influence their minds so that their action would change, according to the definition of spell. And they influenced the mind of the, the Israelites, and the actions of the Israelites changed, and they had intercourse with them. They began to commit adultery with Moabite women. And the moment they started committing adultery with Moabite women, Moabite women now gained control over their mind, and then they started worshipping the God of Moab. And the anger of God posted against them. So now we understand this, therefore, that... So much more that a Christian cannot be cursed. 
No matter what anybody does, as occult, he has no power to do so. Yet, many Christians come under judgment because their mind has been spelled. Now, in the last lecture, therefore, I helped us to understand how Satan spells or spells some characters. We looked at Adam and Eve. We looked at Abraham and Sarah. Isn't it? Chapter 3 of Genesis. Then Abraham and Sarah. Chapter 16. Uh, and uh, the issue of Agai. And then we looked at Samson. Chapter 13 to 16 of Judges. And then we looked at Jesus as well. But this morning, the, the topic is this thing of spare is deception. This thing of spare is deception. Now let us look at the first spell on earth, the first deception that took place on earth. I will have more time with you to discuss this issue. The first deception took place in heaven. Maybe I just summarize that, then we'll go, go into other things. The first deception took place in heaven. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse, uh, verse um, 8, verse, verse 1 to verse 6, it talks about a sign that appeared in heaven of a woman who was in labor and gave birth to a son. And then it talks about a dragon too that appeared from he- in heaven. And that dragon stood to, to destroy the child born by the woman. And it went further to say the dragon swept a star, a third of the stars of heaven with his tail. And then verse 7, which is my old scripture, and there was war in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say after me, the first battle was in heaven. The first victory was in heaven. It takes the man of heaven to win earthly battles. Many of you who have watched my program on television for more than a decade will remember that. One thing you know, Apostle, for when, when they bring my advert, they say the first war was in heaven. The, the first victory was in heaven. It takes the man of heaven to win the earthly battle. Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whoever is above is above all that is beneath. Hallelujah, somebody. All right? So Satan deceived one third of the angels. But if you look at in that deception, you may write all this down because I will tell you to regurgitate what I taught you. When Satan deceived them, they did not understand the manifesto. After he caught their mind and controlled their mind, then he revealed his manifesto in Isaiah chapter 12, Isaiah chapter 14, from verse 12 to 24. And when he revealed his manifesto, they discovered that he wants to rule over them too. But it was too late for them to change their mind. Now, and if you look at Ezekiel chapter 28, that is Isaiah 14 times 2 equals Ezekiel 28. Verse 12, verse 12. Ezekiel 28 verse 12 reveals the origin of Lucifer. 
how Lucifer was created. Yes, sir. And told you who Lucifer really was. And also who he is now. And if you are more curious about learning, you can look at the evidence of Jesus Christ about Lucifer in the book of Luke, chapter 10. And it begins from verse 17, but the key thing is in verse 18. It says, It said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The next verse says, Shall we read it together? Look at the King James Version for that for me. Let's read together. Behold, Behold, I give unto you power to pray and to suffer and to suffer. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I love that word, nothing shall by any means. Who said that? Jesus. To who? To me. When? Now. If you are just visiting CFT, you are welcome to the company. When you read the word of God, anytime you read it, who said it? It's God. To who? To you. When did he say it? Right now that you are reading it. You read it tomorrow is the time he said it again. Because the word of God is equipotential. Are we together now? Yes, sir. Omnipotent. It never diminishes. My Bible tells me, my Jesus said, He had given everyone who is born again power over all the... He didn't say some powers of the enemy. So curse is a power of the enemy. But deception is not a power, it is influence. Are we together now? So there is nothing any witch can do to a Christian. It's a failure. Before he started it, he has failed already. You know, I'm going to, to Nigeria. You guys are sending me to Nigeria now for the television. If you have not given to us that television, I'm telling you now. Make sure you give to us that program in Nigeria. They should, tell, they should give you the account where you put the money so that Nigerian people can pay the television program. Nigeria must hear the truth. Listen to me. Because I come from a family in Nigeria, a tribe called Yoruba people. No, people is not there. They call them Yorubas. I added people there. They call them Yorubas. By virtue of our, our origin, unfortunately, we evolved from Satanism. All right? And every one of us who are from that tribe, in our upbringing, there's a lot of myth we are brought up with. We are brought up to believe myth. It's called a rumila. Really, our destiny was tabulated according to Ifa. And unfortunately, a good number of us who got born again have brought those beliefs into Christianity. The aim of our courtism is to deceive us 
and hand over to us a God who is not the true God. Now, we, as anointed as we are, very anointed tribe, we have flooded the whole world with myth, which Americans took and they went to the extreme about it. England took it, they went to, they went bazooka, everywhere in the world, you know, all the other tribes in Nigeria, they took all those myths and they developed it, and everybody is coming up with their own. It all originated from Yoruba tribe. I am Alfred Theophilus Babatunde Williams. My father is um, uh, Alfred Oshunewale Williams. Oshunewale means wizard has come home. Williams, to the house of Williams. Hallelujah. That's my father's name. So, by virtue of my birth, I should be the one to carry the deity inheritance. But God double-crossed Satan. Saved my father. Haven't allowed my father to know everything about Satanism. And brought me forth from him. So that all the knowledge of the dark world I do know. And then God, God sat me in the office of prophet. So that all the experiences of the spiritual realm of God I do know. And then brought me to the office of an apostle. Where I can operate in the power and with the celestial being. I'm talking about spiritual God. Yes, that is the reason why my heart is very sore when I see deception because Lucifer is the only one behind every deception there are three agents of Lucifer by which you operate deception write this down the three vehicles of deception one evil spirits number two human beings And number three, peer pressure. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. The Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some, not all of us, will abandon the faith and follow what? Say it loud. Come on, let's read our scriptures together in harmony. The Spirit. Stop. The Bible says in this season we are. Some Christians will abandon the faith. That is what Jesus taught. They will follow deceiving spirits. So one medium by which the devil will deceive is spirits, evil spirits. And then they will follow things taught by demons. Understand that the one things taught by demons, demons cannot physically teach. They need a vehicle. Yes? So which means this scripture is talking about human beings who will be ministers of God. Do we disagree? Do you agree what I'm saying? Yes, or how can, who can teach you in church? Minister. Who can teach you on television? Minister. And the Bible says, 
Some of us will follow demonic teaching, things taught by demons. So which means, therefore, demons will speak through the mouth of teachers of the word of God. Do we agree? Say amen. Amen. So why are you amazed when people teach errors? The Bible says they will. But understand, the Bible says for anyone to teach error, that person will first abandon the faith. All the old teaching that we have, no, things are new now. If a computer age, we can't continue in that old stuff, man. Hallelujah. This is face me, I face you age. You know, Facebook everywhere, Facebook. YouTube. I'm going to invent my own too. I will call it KTU. Or tubeless. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they tell you that, oh, this is a fast age. No age is fast. <laughs> Those who get to fast lane end up in hell. For narrow is the way. Before, today, and forever. For a spirit to speak through a man, the man must abandon the faith. But let me help you understand this. I want to show you how deception works. Those who have abandoned the faith and they are now teaching wrong doctrine, they are still convinced that what they are teaching is the truth. Because man must have a faith. And if you abandon the faith, Satan will give you a faith. A faith looks like the faith. But it's not the faith. Now let me show you the first man deceived. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, God's ultimate plan for man. Write it down. Genesis 1, 6. God's ultimate plan. God said, let us make man in our image. Listen attentively because I will stop shortly. In our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over livestock over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move upon the earth. Now, hold it now. God's ultimate plan is to make man less than himself. Is that correct? Is God's ultimate man to make man less than God? No. God's plan, and he said, we, God, will live in heaven. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have created the earth. Angels serve in heaven. They are messengers under us. Let us create a replica of God who will be the God over the earth. And he says, let us make man in our own image. Not only that, in our likeness. There are two different things. Image is a mirror reflection physical of what you are seeing. But likeness is the ability in the image to perform like the object. Are we together now? Now it's God's intention. That you are God. Okay, now. The next verse says, shall we read together, please? So God man in Stop. So God had a plan in 26, and in 27, He fulfilled the plan. God fulfilled the plan. It says, So God made man or created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created Him male and female. 
Not male and male. Not female and female. This is the foundation of God. Hello, let me help you understand deception today. Because that first Timothy 4 says they will abandon the faith and follow the saving spirit. Okay? So here, God created man in his own image. You are created like God. Not only that, you have the likeness that is God, that is the man in Garden of Eden. In his own very form. And he made them male and then female. Now let me help you understand. For man to understand, God explained further in chapter 2 verse 18, why did he create the female for the male? He says in verse 18, and God saw that it is not good for man, masculine, to be alone. I will make him ha. That is, I will make him a helper, but the helper must be she, not him. The helper must be a woman, not a man. So, now, excuse me. If any society therefore believe that a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, can live as husband and wife, certainly it is an antichrist spirit. Deceiving spirit. Listen to me. I'm going to teach you about human rights. When I talk about in this age of deception. God didn't send me to read law to be stupid. He told me, 2002, that the church of God will be persecuted by the law and media. So go study it. Because if I don't read law, I will not be in a place to help you understand. The agenda of Satan is that he has secretly entered into legislators who do not interpret law. And they made law. It is the judiciary that interprets the law. But unfortunately, Satan shot himself at the foot when he came with Human Rights Act. And I will show you, or Equality Act 2000. I will show you everything. But listen to me. God created woman and said, let me make the man a suitable helper. And he created a woman, not a man who injects his body to have breasts. Not a man who begins to behave like a woman. Not a man who is wearing tight trousers and painting his hand and painting his face. And a man who was taught to walk like a woman so that he can say that he is a minority of what? Deception, Deception of the devil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will talk about the legality. We have battle to fight. Those of us who are Christian lawyers, all of you who, are, who did law in this church, I've told, I told one of the leaders trustees last week, I'm going to hold meeting with you. Our head must be correct. And I'm going, to, I'm going to hold meeting with all the kids in A-levels in this church now. And those kids who are in final year in, in, uh, in, um, in uh, secondary school, those of them who are legally inclined, I will program them into what they should study in law. Because in five years' time, ten years' time, I have a vision to build a consortium of lawyers. 
can enter into the United Nations, WTO, who can enter into the legislation of various nations, and who can take the fundamental of law and overrule all the illegitimate and illegal law. Law is supposed to be law, but when law becomes illegal, But it cannot happen unless we strategically enter into the studies and study the law beyond the knowledge of Satan and his cohorts so that we can bring sanity to insanity. Anybody wants to be a minister in this age, if there's anything I would advise you, go read. Now let me help you. God created the woman as a suitable helper. So which means if a man decides to marry any other thing apart from a woman, it is not suitable. Deception of Satan. Let me help you furthermore. And when God created the man and he brought and created the woman, he brought the woman to the man to name the, the woman. And the man said, this at last is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she came out of man. He didn't say she shall be called man. He didn't say he shall be called man. A man may change his name to a woman's name. That does not make you a woman. Deception of Satan. Yes. If I like, I can say I'm no more Alfred, I'm Angela. Does that, <laughs> does that change me from Alfred? And I can begin to make my hand like this when I'm talking. Does it change me from Alfred? And if I inject some stuff into my body and my chest become, become a breast, does that, can I breastfeed a baby? I should conceive and give and go to labor and give birth. They are trying that. Satan is trying it. He will never succeed. Anybody who allows Satan to use him as guinea pig will die and then end up in hell. Many are in hell already. Listen to me, somebody. I'm talking about the God of Christians. So, he tested the ability of the man and saw that the man was God. He named everything and he said, yes, he has executed as God. Now, let me help you know something. For man to be able to be God, God made him in his image so that we look like him. And then he breathed into us to make us in his likeness so that we are like him. Okay? 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 Let me help you understand. Look at verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1. Then God empowered them. He blessed me. God bless me. Hey, God bless me. Whoa, God bless me. Look at what he said. The first blessing is what? Say it loud. Say it loud. One more time. I can hear you. Say to somebody, I'm fruitful. My body is fruitful. Because God bless me. Excuse me. When God blessed them, he did not bless him or her. He blessed them, plural. Because in the preceding verse, he said, male and female, he created them. Hello, somebody. Now, when God empowered them, I think their purpose for living, their first priority purpose for living was revealed by the blessing, be fruitful. So a marriage between a man and a man cannot become marriage because the first marriage conducted by God was between a man and a woman. 
If anybody or any government or any system believes that it is, it is a, mar- a marriage between a man and any other thing, apart from a woman, it's a marriage. Deception of the devil. Deception of the devil. Because you cannot derogate from first principle. The precedent has been set by the God who created heavens and the earth. Deception of the devil. Listen to me now. He said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Nobody can be called a wife unless she's a woman, not a conversion. <laughs> conversion is deception of the devil. Now help me. Happen God created them male and female, God blessed them and empowered them. Then what happened in chapter 3? How does deception work? Let's see chapter 3. Verse 1. It says the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to who? The woman. Who did he say to? Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. I want to, I want to understand something. Satan don't deceive us. He deceive one. First thing that talks about deceiving spirit and deceiving and things taught by demon. This is it. He said that minister who will teach error will first abandon faith. Yes? And then only him now believe the lie. And then he will now teach the lie to influence others. Satan don't come to deceive us. Now, he deceived the woman. He said to the woman, listen to this what he said. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He will tell you to consider the message you have been teaching, which your forefathers taught, and say, do you think they are right? Don't you think that those people, is because of the limits of the knowledge of education they had. We don't interpret Bible by education. We interpret it by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Did God really say? There is, Satan cannot change your mind unless he first attracts your attention for discussion in your mind. All right? He says, did God really say? Reconsider your faith. Reconsider your belief. You know, I was telling them in the first service now, I have seen marriages of people that a few number of things happen. Let me give you an example. A woman is happily married. The husband does everything to satisfy her. And then suddenly she has some friends. A believer of a woman fiery for God. And this group of friends began to tell her that, oh, (laughs) You are a man server. You don't, you don't reveal everything about your life to a man. They will abuse you. I'm beginning to tell you, your mates are building houses here. You don't have to let him know everything. And I've seen some women say, ah, that is true. And they began to hoard from their husband. And you know when a conduct changes, the other one picks it up. Okay? So now when the attitude changes 
And the man is wondering. Satan will suggest to him, don't tell her. Study her. You know, you will catch her red and dead. Alright? The same demon. And when the demon tells the man that, don't tell her, just study her. The devil will make the woman smart that the man couldn't catch. For the period the devil is doing that, he's telling the man several things that you two, you better be careful. And before you know it, the mind, the mind of the man changes to his wife gradually. A man who truly loves the wife, who does nothing but the wife. Then the devil will arrange a third party to buttress what he's saying. Another man, or could be a woman. And if you look at, we have seen Christian family, families pulled apart by the devil. And before you realize it, the home that was peaceful, that was godly, end up in calamity and disaster. Listen, I want you to understand how deception works. Deception does not suggest to you what you don't know. It suggests to you what you know. But his intention, the intention of a deceiver, is to capture your mind to believe a lie. Write it down. That is the intention of a deceiver. So he says to the woman, did God really say you should not eat any tree in the garden? Look at the response of the woman. She knows the truth, isn't it? Shall we read the response together? The woman said to the serpent. Uh-huh. Excuse me. This church, 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 is your church the only church going to heaven? Satan will say. You can booze your head, man. After all, Jesus turned water into. Yeah? To go to this club and boogie down, it doesn't matter. God gave you the legs, man, to enjoy it on us. Hmm? A Christian can pierce ten holes in the nose. God doesn't care about that. You can have five holes in your ear and put in chandeliers there. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You can have a chain in your leg so that it's easy to be hooked whenever they need it. Hallelujah. Somebody. God don't care about you how you look. He cares about how what is inside you. But they will not remind you. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. As a man thinketh in his mind, so he appears. How you look is a reflection of how your heart instructed your look. So, how you look reveals who do you want to impress or please. If a person who is God child loves to look like an idol worshiper, because all these things came from idol worshiping, we'll talk about that as long as I'm talking to you. Okay? Then, something is happening to you. Your enemy... The devil is prying around you. Let me help you know this. 
A good-looking woman in the church impresses everybody, isn't it? You attract God's people around you. But when you begin to look like a prostitute, what do you do? You repel those good people, but you attract another good people. Eh? Isn't it? The goodness of the first one are people who could reprimand you from evil. The goodness of the second one are people who will end you up in evil. And when they get into disaster, they laugh at you. That is the devil for you. He said, did God really say? The woman said, no, 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 you got it wrong. God did not say that. God said we should not eat just one. That one in the center, we shouldn't eat it. Now you need to learn a lesson. Eh? Eh? That one in the center, don't touch it, but every other one you can eat it. And you know what the devil said to her? <laughs> oh, la, la. God said you will die. You will not die. Listen to me. Deception is intending to kill. The intention of deception is to kill a man. When Satan says something to you, is the opposite. He says you will not die. What the devil is what devil really means in this truth is that you will die. He says you will not die. Eh? What did he say you will become? For God knows that when you eat, eat of it, your eyes will what? be open and you will what? be like God, knowing good and evil. Excuse me, Satan made his intention clear. Yes? yes I want to understand the argument of demons. They will never be guilty of man because a man by his own evil desire. Remember I told you, before the desire becomes manifest, you must own the title and then the devil will be able to run with it. Yeah? Satan said, your eyes will be open. <laughs> Excuse me, somebody, if you are a member of Christ with Tabernacle, if someone says that you are not social, tell him I don't want to be social. You cannot buy a mortgage with social life. You can't live a comfortable life and have money and live comfortable with social life. Those who look for social don't go too far. It's a temporary hype that makes you feel good in the midst of poverty and terrible Terrible suffering waiting ahead of you. You don't sweep your house, you are bringing garbage into it. We will see who will clean it when it becomes a dunghill. Listen to me. You cannot be deceived by the devil. Look at what he said. He said, he said, he said, God knows. Open eye. That's why Apostle remains where he is here today. The only thing you can open eyes to is academics, intellectuals. Read, 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 read. You left university, go back and read all those things they taught you in university. You need them in future. You need them along your life. That is open eye. Study the Bible, study the Bible, pray, 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 and walk in God in a full stop. Whose approval do you want? Approval of people who can testify about you before the living God. Or approval of people who can testify about you before the devil who is to kill, steal, and destroy. Listen to me. What is Lucifer looking for? I remember I told you to destroy the destiny of Eve. Lucifer knew that, wow, this is God. When Lucifer saw Eve, this is God. What kicked him out of heaven? He saw a man. 
The glory that he could not behold in heaven, he saw in man. The power that God did not give to angels, he saw in man. The destiny that he wanted to grab in Isaiah 14, and he was kicked out, he saw it in man. So then, what can I do? Now I lost everything. This one now has got everything. Come on, let's go for him. Let's go for him. Let's go for him. Let's go for him. How can we win him? Unless we make him reason with us. How can he reason with us? We must come to the level of what he knows. And then, gradually pervert what he believes. And change his mind. Gradually, gradually, gradually. Then he will begin to follow us. Then if we move our hands to the right, he will do so. If we move to the left, he will do so. Because deception seeks to control the mind of a man so that his action will no more be his own. English dictionary meaning. Yes. Strange enough, he got her. He got her. Because she now forgot that she's already like God. Genesis 1, 26, 27. She now believed with the devil that, you know, my, fam- my husband is not faithful, without evidence. My wife is not faithful, without evidence. And begin to suspect the wife. What, what, can you tell me, help me understand? A marriage where a man said to the woman, I love you, 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 I love you. Who knows how many times he was talking about this love? Even when the woman said it too much, say, I, I love you anyway. Huh? And it became a marriage where the man raised his hand and slapped the one he loves. What happened between? Somebody was deceived by Lucifer. How can you kick the one you love? Excuse me. Even if one is not born again, he should have conscience. Talk less a born again. Talk less a minister of God. Oh, oh, oh. We had wedding yesterday. I will keep exclusively to you. Sleep on the same bed, wake up, and then suddenly the man looked aside and saw another woman. No, that is temptation. And when he walked to the other side, another woman passed through. He said, No. He turned his eyes back, he saw the old woman. Say, ah. It seems God is saying something. Twice you have seen this one. And then the man said, You know, nobody is faithful. God knows my weakness. And I, the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, applies. Like a bird running to the dark. Like an animal running to the news. He was captivated and led. Little did he know it would cost him his life. That's what the word says. And an arrow pierced him. Sexual immorality. What transpired between the beginning and the end? Deception. Deception. Understand that Satan is always justified because he will let you know the end result before when he was deceiving you. He will let you know you will be put to shame. He will let you know that you will die. Because he told the woman you will not die. Yes. 
And that is telling him that, telling her that you will really die. Remember the life of Samson? He went to Samson and told Samson, Judges, if you read from verse 13 to verse 16, to verse 16, he said to Samson that uh, the woman, Delilah, said to Samson, Tell me where your power is so that I can kill you. I read it to you two weeks ago. Yeah, the woman told her, so that I can kill you. And Samson felt that, well, with all the power anointing I have, you kill me. Let me away from here. Lied to her, to, to her. And the woman came and said, You lied! Please help me, your power! Samson said, Okay, you want to kill me? You want to kill Samson? I'm so anointed, you see, I can't be killed. And he told him, I told her again. He said, Oh, you lied! And the Bible says, Delilah wearied his soul to death. Peer pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. Listen to me. And he gave the secret to kill him. Who is guilty? Samson. Samson. For Eve, who is guilty? Eve. What about Genesis 16? Sarah. Oh, God promised Sarah. You will have a child. They will be like, they will have so many children like the stars of heaven. And after a few years, Sarah said to the husband that, By the way, you are not, you are the one God promised, not me. Because you see, that promise I've been waiting, now I'm worn out. Why don't you sleep with my maid? Vehicle of deception, demons, man, or peer pressure. Apart from these three, no more. He said, all right, if that be the case, the man said, bring her. Do you know something about God? When you are going to error, he won't talk. No, God never talks. So this is going to he will never. He will never. You see a, a, a live vision, and then you expect God to tell you that you have just seen a live vision. You are joking. God is not in the path of falsehood. Okay? God will never tell you because He showed you the Bible already. He gave you the Bible to know the truth. He says you will know the truth and truth will set you free. If you follow peer pressure and follow what the peers are doing and they pressure you out of what God has said, you pay with your life. You pay with your life. Listen to me. Sarah paid with her life till today. Her descendants are not free. From what she created by being deceived till today, Israel is not afraid from me. Listen to me. What God intends today is to help you know spell seeks to control your mind so that action is no more what you really want. But you are acting according to the external force that is controlling your thoughts. Excuse me. I will give you some five nuggets because I'm about to close for this one. Oh, I was supposed to finish my preaching 20 minutes ago. You refuse to tell me. And we have all been enjoying. Write this down. 
Number one, deception seeks to control the mind of another person so as to believe a lie. Deception seeks to control the mind of another person so as to believe a lie. Number two, a deceiver seeks to control your mind for destruction so that you may be destroyed. A deceiver, his aim, ultimate aim, is your destruction. So when they deceive you and you are suffering, behind you they laugh at you. You know, in occultism, there is something that occult people say. You don't have to worry. Because sometimes when I talk to you, it seems as if I, I, have, if, it seems I should have the power to open your head and put all the truth there. And just bury it and go. Because sometimes when we talk, people like myself talk, you know, some people wonder in their mind that, but you know, everybody, it's not everybody. There are people who have decided to follow the precepts of God and don't give in to deception. Look, when the, when, let me help you this. When a man is deceived after wealth, he will always change his shadow till his old age. He will not get rich. The Bible says so. Alright? Look at everybody who are deceived into wealth. There was a time some people, you know, came around and they were saying that, Oh, we are going to stock exchange, stock exchange. And they, they would go and read some uh, two weeks course also. And they are setting up a table. And then they will begin to do dummy trading. And Satan will make them make money, make money, make money. Because it's dummy, isn't it? Hallelujah. Dummy, 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 dummy is dummy. Dummy doesn't come out of anything but dummy and dummy. And then... They will say that, well, I know it now. I know it now. And when they know it, common sense tells them to use their own money first. Mm. They will go and borrow money from this. Borrow money from that. They will lie to borrow the money. You know, once you start by lying, you must know that it cannot ever, ever end in blessing. You have determined the end from beginning. Mm-hmm. It, the Bible says, he that makes money little by little, make it grow. Every unjust wealth shall perish. And when they have taken death from so many people, they put it, the whole money, because you know now Satan has controlled their mind. Ooh, and Satan will just go, shh, it's gone. That money gone, finished. Then hypertension comes. They cannot sleep. They are using pills. Who is giving them all those suggestions? Satan! Because the intention of deception is to kill, to destroy. And devil is making jest of them. Listen to me. The Bible says every hard labor brings gain. Number two, a deceiver seeks to control your mind for destruction. Number three, the weapon of deception is lie. The weapon in the hands of a deceiver is lie. Number four, I've told you that when I was teaching you all these things, the vehicle to communicate deception, vehicles to communicate deception are one, evil spirits, two, man, and three, peer pressure. And number five, 
A person deceived is doomed for destruction. When I come back to your midst, I'll be teaching you about deception of Rehoboam and the deception of Jeroboam. I will look at the comparison between these two. I will look into the days of Noah as spoken by Christ, which is this time. I'll be looking at the deception of the law, human rights acts. And I will help you understand that Satan shot himself in his foot. Because some of you have been intimidated in your office, especially when you talk about homosexual things. Homosexuals have been able to push their agenda into the laws of Western world that they are minority. I wonder why somebody classified to be minority should have a better right than others. It is not according to human rights. If anybody can say I'm a gay, you too can say I'm a heterosexual. Yeah? Don't be intimidated. I will show you in human rights acts. If you say to me that you are a gay, it's not the news. It's your choice. Because I don't go about telling you that you know I'm a heterosexual. If I don't go about telling you that, what's your, why should you tell me what you are? What you are is yours. It's your business. If I'm here to work, I'm not here to come and be educated by anybody's feeling or belief. This is the reason why we will form that law team. I have just started reading. I haven't read at all. Listen to me. We'll talk about deceiving spirit and demonic teaching. So that none of you will follow errors in this season. Because in the church of God I have seen from 1969. The move of God. Manifestation and power. I have seen God bringing the axe and cutting them down. When they went to error. What you must know is that the judgment of God is as deep as his love. Are we together? But judgment of God will not come upon a believer who is faithful to the God of heaven. Look at the church of God. I was telling you about deception in the church of God. One of the things that Satan did to weaken Pentecostal movement, God will raise a man and he will reveal himself to him, like in the days of old. He will bring in other people who should be fulfilled in that vision. And Satan will tell them, one, two, you also have a calling. Which calling do you have that you cannot fulfill in the calling that you are? Unless if they tell you they are to get out. If they kick you out from there. The Bible says move. But when you are nobody and they train you like others, raise you like others, and then assign you over your colleagues, and then give you so much power and control, then the devil will tell you, you also have a calling. The same thing happened to Lucifer. And what happened is that many people who are supposed to be fulfilled in some church movement are all fragmented all over the whole place and they are not succeeding because their destiny is interlocked with the main core. Similarly, you have people that God called to establish a movement and when they see that somebody is coming out with grace, they kill him. Yes? They feel threatened. 
about what they did not have. They did not work for other. Anybody that is coming, they will validate him. Instead of releasing those gifts to manifest, for the work of the kingdom to advance. <coughs> Are you with me now? Deception yes, of the devil. So you have many people standing, branches standing alone to form a tree, and they die. Hmm. Then you see tree also cutting away branches, and they remain same. Deception of the devil. Listen to me. When we get to the end of this lecture, you will recognize one thing with me. What become of you? God had programmed it in your spirit before you were born. You agree with me? Say amen. Jeremiah yes, says so. When it comes to church running, who asked to the church? The Lord. He says, the Lord added to his church them that believe. Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not. Now, if a church leader starts having this notion, I want crowd, I want crowd, I want crowd. Who is in operation? Satan. You are being deceived. Because Jesus didn't have crowd, he had 12. Crowd came and ate and they left. Those who remained were what? 12. That's why I tell you in Christ with Tabernacle, I'm not branch crazy. Or else we will have had branches all over the whole place. I will have problem also all over the whole place. Then at this age, I will have had white hair. All this black will have turned white. My mustache turned white. My behavior turned white. And my body is growing white. And I will be speaking that uh, when the Lord turned back the captive to, to Zion. Because there's no more strength. All the doctors in this church will have work. As one is working on me and is being discharged, the other one is working on me. Because of headache. Listen to me. It is not having branches. If God gave me 12 of you, we will change the world. Amen. Amen. Are you with me now? Yes, sir. I don't want crowd. Anybody who follow me must follow the Jesus I follow like I follow him. That's why... Whether there is crowd or not, it's relevant to me. What about the bills? I don't care. That's what I'm reading. If I don't have money, I will pick one of my certificates and look for a job and get a job. Because I am called to pastor doesn't mean I cannot do work. If a pastor can do business, a pastor can go to Barclays Bank and work, a pastor can go to the judiciary and become a judge, are we reasoning together? Look, there is a notion that says that God told me not to work. And then the ministers who got told not to work, they are doing business. <laughs> business is not a work. <laughs> if you do that in England, taxman will come to your house, isn't it? Then you know you are working. The section of the devil. Let me help you know this. When we are called to ministry, to start the ministry and grow the ministry, may take your time. I may need to leave work for a while. It's like a woman who got pregnant and she had... Triplets. To take care of her triplets, she leave work for a while. Isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes. But when she's at home taking care of the triplets and they are growing, she's adding values, making sure her career is up to date. Okay? Because when you give commitment to raising triplets, you will not have the money you could have as a professional. Yes? Yes, sir. So there will be areas of needs and finances that will be suffering. 
And the moment she wins those triplets, what does she do? Go back. To work. And when she goes back to work, she has added more value. She will not start where she left. But if she stood at home saying that, well, it is these children, these children, these children. By the time, by the time, oh yeah, by the time she gave back to the triplet and she thought, I'm finished with this one. And no reason at all, nothing. And then she gave back to another child and then she said, oh my God. And then God said, yes, I'm blessing you one more time. And then she gave back to another twins. Uh, yeah, my God. Now, 10 years has gone. She has not worked. If she goes back to the industry, her certificate 10 years ago is now obsolete. Listen to me. So we who are called to ministry, when God calls you to ministry, don't resign your career. Hold it. God's divine power has given you everything you need for. And for... That your career is needed to propel the ministry. Okay? If the ministry now becomes big, that you need more time, you can scale down your career to give more time, and it becomes so huge that it can take care of your career, then you can stop your career and build. When you build and you raise leaders, go back to your career. Jesus was a fisherman till death, and carpenter till death. Peter was a fisherman till death. Paul did law, he couldn't practice, he did tent making. He was a tent maker till the day he died. Deception of the devil. You know, when the devil deceives us, at the end of the day, we are the ones who suffer. Are we together now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. May God deliver our hearts from the deception of the devil. Amen. I think when we come, the next time we we'll look very much into peer pressure. Look at all those boys in gangs in, in, in London. The ringleaders don't die. They don't stop the ringleaders. A good number of, if you look at the number that is killed, many of them were church boys. People who went to church, knew the word, and then they went into gang. Influenced by gang boys. The real perpetrators... Satan knows how to protect them. But those who know the truth and they derogate from the truth to follow a lie, Satan knows how to destroy them. Look at those who carry drugs. The main baron who sent them, it is hard to get them. Even the one they got in uh, is it Brazil and they, are, uh, they put him in jail. He opened the ground and went under the tunnel and he escaped. But the people who are victims are people who go to church, but Satan deceived them. So when they go into these groups, the people who are in the group are occults, and they know that these ones are not part of us. They call them goats in the occult. Okay? And they are the ones who become victims. Therefore, if you are listening to me, and you are being deceived by the devil, why don't you come home? Why don't you repent and come back to your maker? He created you in his image. All about God is joy, is happiness, is success. All about the devil is regret and regret and death. For thief has come to kill, to kill, to steal, to destroy. And the son has come that we may have life. 
and have it to the fullest. Put your hands together for the Lord. Shall we rise up on our feet, please? I want us to pray for ourselves. When next I come to your means, I'll be talking about social media, Facebook, YouTube, World Wide Web, cults, and occultism. Because all these things are snares of the devil, or they are instruments that the devil has turned to become snares of the devil. And believers need to understand his trap. So that you will not be a victim of his trap. Television is good. World Wide Web is good. Facebook is good. But what about in the hands of Satan? He can be a killer. We're going to pray that Lord, destroy every deception in my life and open my mind to understand. Shall I begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Every form of deception. Pray that the Lord will destroy them. And that Lord will give you insights to knowing the truth about yourself. God has a better plan for you and I. Lord, open my eyes to see the truth about myself. Deliver me from deception. Pray for your wife and your husband and your children. Deliver the soul of my children from deception, Lord. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of strangers, they will not follow. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let us pray that God will break this, the, it will destroy the power of Satan over our lives. Now, tell the Lord, every mistake I have made by deception that is bringing punishment to me, Father, have mercy on me. Tell the Lord, have mercy on me. Restore, restore, restore. Everyone suffering affliction among us because of the deceiving ways that we have taken. Lord, we pray for restoration. Your power of healing to come upon marriages. Your power of healing to come upon, upon uh, uh, our children. <coughs> Your power of healing to come upon our families. Tell the Lord. Oh, sovereign Lord. Tell the Lord, anoint my mind to obey you. Give me strength, O God, to see what you are saying to the church. Tell the Lord, open my eyes, O Father God. Hell is real, like heaven is real. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tell the Lord to direct you by the power of his Holy Spirit. Your life shall be as the Lord had determined, not as Satan had programmed. The program of the devil will fail over you. Father, we pray. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Listen to me. You want to pray one more prayer before I bless you. Solomon was a promised child. 
that God compensated his mother by raising him. He was destroyed by a woman or by women, just like Balak did. They sent, Satan sent thoughts into him when he became rich. When these people are poor, they behave. When they become rich, or a minister who nobody knew, but now he having some trickles of followership or mob following him, he will soon make himself God before the people. So that he will be telling his members, nothing can happen to you except through me. Okay? And without him, nothing will happen to anybody. All right? When he was alone or with a few people, he doesn't do that. Jeroboam was given ten tribes of Israel because of the misbehavior of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, who inherited from Solomon, when the older people advised him, we will look at that, and they advised him how to retain his kingship. He said to the old people, hold it, let me go and meet my mates. He went to his own mates, and his own mates said to him that, don't listen to those old people, their days are gone. Their days are gone. And they advised him that you have to rule by intimidation. And on that day, his destiny was crushed totally because of peer pressure. Maybe there are some of us who have been advised by ungodly people here. Are we together now? We want to pray against it. Maybe there are some friends that Satan has set around you. There are some family members Satan set around you. Who the devil uses them to ill-advise you. Contrary to the word of God. And maybe you have started to obey what they say. Now you understand today that the end is always regret. So before the regret will come, we pray that God will break the chain. We're going to pray and tell God, every influence around us that is negative, break the chain, O Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Break the chain, O Lord. Nobody in this household should end up in regret in their lives. In the house of bread, there shall not be lack of bread. Father, we pray, every negative influence from friends... Negative influence from, from family members. Break the chain, oh God. <coughs> Every human being that Satan uh, set around us to mislead us. Break the accord from us, Lord Jesus. Tell God, every relationship that can crush my destiny, destroy the accord, Lord. Every relationship that can destroy my children, Father, in your holy anger, destroy the accord. Break their chain in the name of Jesus. Break their chain in the name of Jesus. Break their chain in the name of Jesus. Father. Arise, tell God, let God arise. Over Christ for tabernacle. Let God arise. Every peer pressure, Satan raised to hinder us from destiny. Destroy the accord, oh Jesus. Destroy the accord, oh Jesus. We pray for ourselves. Men pray for your wives. You husband, husband pray for your wife. 
for your husband. We pray for our children. We break the chain over them. We destroy the spell of the devil over women, over men, over children. In the name of Jesus, every negative influence that can end up in regret, we destroy by the blood of the Lamb. Let God arise. Let God arise. Those who have gone far, we call them back. Like the prodigal son, open their eyes. <coughs> Destroy the controlling power of the wicked one. Bring peace and joy. Bring success again. Father, arise for Christ's faith tabernacle. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The three pillars of life. Number one. Two. Three. The pillars, the three pillars of life I taught you. Number one, don't deceive yourself. Every self-deception ends up in disaster. People who present themselves as what they are not. They are cut off from people who could help them. Because when those people see you, they think you don't need their help because you are okay. Don't deceive others. It's the second pillar of life. Because when you deceive others, you will end up becoming a laughing stock. Number three pillar of life, don't deceive God. Because when you deceive God, you will come to the fire line of God, which is bitter judgment. <clears throat> All right? This prayer I've told you to pray today, pray it again and again. Because those people that Satan sent to deceive others, they look like friends when they come. Satan went to the garden like a friend. But when he left the garden, he conquered the victor. He rendered useless a great destiny that generations thereafter till today still suffer. It is important for you to pray to God daily over your life, your husband or wife, and your children. That God will break the cord of deception over them. That God will open their eyes and destroy the veil of deception. So that everyone will, will, will accomplish. Let me say this to you. I will, I will talk more about this one when, when I come back to you. You know, the youths who are in this church who we are growing together. If there is a youth in this church who gave himself to credit card fraud... We haven't had issues like that, or gang, we don't have issues like that, or somebody who just pretends as if he goes to school while he's not going to school. It's a matter of five years. And when others now graduate, and they come out with good results, and they're not working in banks, they're working in top organizations, this person who has deceived himself, first of all, shame will be your first attacker. And then the devil will come to such mind and say that you can't make it anymore. Just give up. And that is how that person begins to drain down. The devil continues to pull him down, pull him down in his mind until he destroys him. But you know something? <clears throat> if you are listening to me and you wasted your time because you deceived yourself, I still teach you in this church, at whatever age you can still come up. You only need to stop deceiving yourself. You may deceive yourself in the past because you had no knowledge, okay? If now you come into CFT, this is a place where people don't deceive themselves. That is what you find here. When I was in the university doing my LLM, 
every week, the results that my professors wrote, I give it to Pastor Tayo, isn't it? Pastor Tayo will read it to all of you. You go into the website, you'll find it there. The day I got C, I, they read it to you, isn't it? And I told you that I got C because I was... What, I, didn't, I didn't say a statement of the professor. The professor wrote at the end of his lecture, F, 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 FSA has become has changed to FCA. And I didn't write that. And because I didn't acknowledge it, though I got A, he said, I will give you C. Because A student must not behave like that. When you are an A student, you must maintain the discipline that makes you A. And I read it to you. One of the children of my pastors, he got in the primary school, he got 11 A, uh, A stars and one B. And the boy cried. And told the father, how will I tell apostle? How will I tell apostle? I got 11 A stars and one B. How can I say about the B? And the father said, boy, you have done well. The boy said, no. So the father had to bring the boy to me. And I told the boy that when I possibly got A star, he told me, when I got C, did you not remember I got C? And I told you in the church I got C. But after that C, I told everybody we have to agree. And I began to read. And from that day, every other week I got A star until I finished that very module. And I came out smiling that module with A star. If they didn't give me C, it would make me wake up. Okay, so I told the boy that don't worry, you got just one B. He's very good. He said, is that apostle? I said, yes. A little failure. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to wake a man up. Uh, so you haven't failed, you've just got B. Some people don't even have B. And then the boy calmed down. Because I could relate with him that I also got C in one of my papers. You can't deceive yourself. If I'm failing, I will tell you I'm failing. Because maybe somebody who had me can come after the meeting and help me. But when I'm telling people that everything is well, it's all right, it's all right, and I'm suffering, Satan will have destroyed beyond repair before I have to cry. Eventually, I must cry out. Okay? That's what deception do. But if you have been deceived or you have deceived yourself, let me tell you, God is a God of second chance. You can pick up with God, restore back to God, no more deception of yourself, and God will restore your life. Let me bless you. Father, thank you for those who have heard your voice through me today. Sometimes they come like arrows piercing asunder the joints and marrows. Sometimes they come like hammer breaking down the citadel of Satan. Sometimes they come like refreshing water healing the old wounds. Sometimes they come like refreshing water, quenching the long thirst. And bringing satisfaction, O God. Renewal in the mind of man. Redetermination. The world that have come out today, O God, let it bring forth healing. Let it bring forth restoration. Let it bring forth determination. Let it bring forth elevation. Deliver our soul from every deception of hell. Enable our human soul to lean on Christ and Christ alone. Help us to walk in the light, not in darkness. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tomorrow is great. Tomorrow is brilliant. But what we do today determines what will be tomorrow. Help us to do the right thing today. Amen. 
that our tomorrow may be your tomorrow. Help us to listen to your voice today that our tomorrow may be fulfilling in you. Help us to walk in your light today that our tomorrow can be glorious and brilliant. Help us to lean on you today that tomorrow we shall not fall on the ground. My God and my King, let your word walk a new life to us. And bring us to the place where you have ordained for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I cast every affliction. Die in the name of Jesus. Somebody who has something in his scrotum. I command your scrotum to be healed in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Every pain in human body. Affliction in the liver. Affliction in the kidney. Affliction in the pancreas. Be healed in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Every lump in the breast area that brings threat and fear, disappear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If there be any affliction of Satan in the bodies of anyone under my voice, now or after, I command you, arrows of the enemy, be pulled out in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree a time of refreshing to you. You leave this place to flourish forever. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Say after me, the Lord my God shall arise. He will have compassion on me. For the time to favor me has come. Yea, my appointed time is now. The Lord my God will arise. He will have compassion on me. For the time to favor me has come. Yea, my appointed time is now. The Lord my God will arise. He will have mercy on me. My appointed time has come. Yea, He will have favor on me. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Do you know something? Walk in the light of the word you have had. You have a better tomorrow. Please let's take our seats and welcome Pastor Vincent. <laughs> Put your hands together for Pastor Vincent.